to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate. I'm joined here, as always, with the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today? Eight days. That's all I got to say, man. Eight days, and we are back in business. I also want to apologize quick. Um, you may have missed some of the intro, because I may have started too fast, but it is what it is. Uh, like the Fro said, we're just too excited. We are eight days away from the kickoff of the 2019 2020 20 NFL season. I'm also excited. Also need to apologize again because I'm kind of maybe drafting three teams right now as I record a podcast. So mine's a little hectic, um, but that's what it's all about. Practice makes perfect. So, uh, you know, I'm always in a ton of leagues to draft as many teams as I can to uh, get that practice in. So if you hear some sleeper alerts or ESPN alerts or something in the background, I'm up in the draft, and if I uh, stumble my words, I'm probably perusing through a draft board trying to figure out my pick there. But, of course, uh, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. Uh, Fro, where do the people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Fantasy Fro. And, of course, we both have premium services available. I know the Fro, are you down to one spot left for the year? Yeah, I'm down to one spot left for the year. Uh, it's been super busy. I've been spending hours and hours creating these guys' uh, draft strategies. Especially, I got one who is an, who's an auction strat, an auction draft, and uh, it's with it's with his uh, his office. It's the second year doing it. So, as any of you have ever done auction drafts, they take hours, minimum two hours, and they suck. Yeah, I've never actually done an auction draft, but I've actually have a premium service client as well doing auction drafts. So I've been helping him out. Um, so that's something to talk about. Hit us both up on Twitter. Uh, if you're interested in that, we both have pretty favorable prices right now on the fro offers favor, uh, different packages. If you want to do maybe like a week or two weeks or a month or whatever, just hit us up, uh, on those Twitter and our Instagram, uh, handles we just talked about. Um, we also have a fantasy football guide for this 19 on sale right now. It's 20% off seven 99 until the kickoff of the year. So make sure you take advantage of that 70 plus pages of complete in-depth analysis that will help you win your league guaranteed. So hit us up uh, again for that. And uh, the fro you want to go uh, over here, your, your group me thing. Yeah. So uh, I actually created a, a uh, fantasy fro advice group me chat. You can download the app on either Android or your iPhone and you can join the chat. Just send me a direct message on Twitter. And we actually have over 30, 30 people in the in the group chat right now. It's been really good. They've been uh, asking me questions. They've been asking each other questions, bouncing ideas off each other. And right now, it's obviously, it's, it's, you know, it's a hot topic kind of time for the fantasy world with you know just over a week until the kickoff. So people are really anxious. They're ready to have some good drafts. And we've had some really good conversations. And it's it's just an easier way for me to to contact and be in in touch with the uh, with the fans and the followers because on Twitter yeah there's so many other people they follow they sometimes can miss my tweets but now they can get it directly right to their app and you know if, if you don't want all the updates you don't want all the alerts you can actually mute the chat and just come in when you when you need you know a, a question answered. All right, so make sure you get a hold of the fro to get that link. Uh, remember next Wednesday, well, every Wednesday we drop a podcast around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and next Wednesday will be our last off-season show before the season starts, so make sure you check back for that. Um, in this show, we're going to be touching the Andrew Luck retirement and the impacts on the Colts, not only 
Uh, the Colts may overall record, but the fantasy relevance of some of the players on that team. We'll, we'll touch on some draft tips. Uh, I talk about Ezekiel Elliott's uh, holdout for a little bit and uh, a little bit different. The uh, Jadavion Clowney trade, which may have some, you know, major fantasy football Im- uh, implications as well, tagged onto that. So that's what we're talking about today. So let's kick it off with the biggest news, not only of the week, of the offseason, of the decade, maybe. 29 year old Andrew Luck called it a career, hung it up. Um, it, it took everyone by storm, including the team, including you know his, his teammates. Uh, I know the fro took it kind of hard. He, he's a big fan of that type of player, that person who is a mastermind football genius, essentially, uh, just putting the work in and uh, like a Peyton Manning esque player. So, um, Let's touch a f- let's touch quick on the impact he had this retirement has on some of the fantasy football, uh, you know, relevance of some of the team. Before we jump into, you want to talk about a quick story at the end of this, but let's, let's touch on T.Y. Hilton first. He's a he's a you know very talented receiver in the league, puts up a lot of fantasy points in wheat years. But the last year that Andrew Luck did not play, 2017, you know, Jacoby Brissett, who will now be the the, the Colts starting quarterback play the entire season as Colt as not Colts as luck uh, set out the year. So uh, if we took last year's 2018 stats on a 16 game uh, average, because he played 14 compare that to the 2017 stats he had with percent at quarterback, he had 28, 28 less targets, 30 less receptions, 485 less yards and three less touchdowns. That equates to 97 fancy points. And the last time, uh, last time T.Y. Hilton played all 16 games. Uh, 2016 compared to 2017, where he had percent as quarterback, he had 46 less targets, 34 less receptions, 482 less yards, and two less touchdowns, and 94 fantasy points. This is a hundred fantasy point different. I don't think it's going to be that big this year, but of course there is this huge, huge, huge gap. You know, you're going from one of the best in the league to a capable quarterback, I'd say. But there's just this huge difference there, and T.Y. Hilton has to take this massive hit. Do you agree with that, Fro? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, this entire Colts offense for fantasy perspective, and obviously the whole Colts organization as a whole just takes a huge hit. I know for the uh, the Vegas, the numbers for the over-under for the wins in the season, I believe it went from 9 or 9.5 all the way down to 6.5 with the Andrew Luck news. And that that's a big difference, and that that just kind of shows that they don't expect this team to do much of anything. And uh, I was actually watching the rewatching the Andrew Luck uh, interview when he uh, officially announced his retirement on Saturday. And, you know, it just kind of sounds like the, the team is, you know, they might, they might just tank at this point. Um, you know, they kind of had all their eggs in one basket. They kind of did this similar thing when Peyton Manning got injured and they ended up not resigning him. He went to Denver and, it just kind of seems like this karma in a way it's, you know, the it's coming back around for the Colts, but there's a very strong quarterback class coming out next year. And, you know, the pretty smart GM for the Colts. So I think it could be something to really look out for as far as fantasy goes. I think people are, they're going to be really scared of, you know, drafting T Y Hilton high, but we can almost take advantage of it. Like he's not going to be irrelevant. He's still going to be a good player. He just might not be an elite receiver with Jacoby Brissett. But we almost got T.Y. Hilton in our fifth round, fifth round in our draft the other night. I missed him by like two spots in the fifth round, originally being drafted in the second round. So 
kind of keep an eye on that. If, if people are completely blowing off T.Y. Hilton or Marlon Mack, just grab them a round or two later. It, they're, they're still going to be a relevant player. They just might not be that elite option, that, but you're also not drafting them as an elite option anymore. Yeah, it's something you have to, you know, take note. You know, just from namesake alone, T.Y. Hilton's still going to go high. Marlon Mack's still going to go high. Um, I think Marlon Mack takes a big hit as well just because you're going to have less offensive, uh, you know, opportunities. You know, it's it just it's just simple math. Without Andrew Luck putting up more points, um, you're just going to have those, have those chances. But a player who is flying under the radar who may actually benefit from this is Jack Doyle. When Brissett was the start of 2017, Doyle averaged 7.2 targets per game. Which is a lot of a lot of targets for a tight end. Of course, he didn't have a he didn't have the competition there with um. Eric Ebron. Yep, Eric Ebron, who came in last year and, and killed it. So there, he wasn't there. But you know, the tight or the Colts are a team that use two tight ends often. So you know, Ebron and Doyle are going to coexist. Maybe Brissett has this you know connection with Doyle where he's going to favor that way. Doyle's being you know, way under the radar when it comes to fantasy tight end. So he may be a guy uh, that you could possibly scoop up uh, late in, in, in uh, drafts as well that could help you uh, later down the road. So you had a f- quick story you wanted to talk about, Luck? Yeah, oh. so it, it's kind of funny uh, talking about Andrew Luck and kind of kind of came out of nowhere how this whole thing you know, came together. But uh, last Saturday, before Andrew Luck even announced his retirement, before anybody really knew what was happening with Andrew Luck, uh, we actually were, were throwing a surprise party for my girlfriend at a winery, and I rode down um, from our house to the winery with her dad and her two brother-in-laws. And, of course, they know that I own my own fancy brand, and I tend to know quite a bit about fancy. So on the way down there, kind of picking my brain, were asking me, who who's going to be the number one fantasy scorer this year? Is it going to be you know Mahomes? Is it going to be Deshaun Watson? And I said, it's going to be Andrew Luck, if he can get healthy. And I honestly believe that. I mean, this Colts organization has done so much for this team. They put together what would have been Andrew Luck's best offensive weapon, best offensive line of his career. But I got that alert and I was, I was, you know, I was drinking and I was like, this is not, this is not real. Adam Sheffer got hacked or something there. I literally just stared at my phone for a few minutes and I was like, this cannot be real. And I started checking some other sources and, Long behold, that it was real, and I don't know. Maybe I jinxed it. Maybe I am the reason Andrew Luck retired. <laughs> if I am, I do apologize. I apologize to myself because I love. I was. It hurt. Like it really did hurt to to see Andrew Luck retire. I mean, I love Peyton Manning. I love Andrew Luck and just how they handled themselves, and they're such great examples. But at the same time, I hundred percent I understand it. As collegiate athletes ourselves, we uh, Nate and I were just talking about this the other day. It is so hard to compete at a top level. We were we were competing at a Division three college. Andrew Luck is playing in the NFL. He has all these injuries, and it's it's a full-time job. They live this. This is their life. They don't have time to spend with their family, their friends. They don't have time to play Xbox or computer games. That is their life during the offseason, during the season. That is their life. And Andrew Luck, there's nothing against him. He made the right decision. He He did what more people should be doing in the NFL. Yeah, it, it goes to without saying that, you know, it may be a little bit different. Andrew Luck is is what you consider a genius. He's a mathematical, archaeological genius. He's a he has a degree from Stanford. Uh there was that there was a when he got drafted first overall by the Colts, he actually went back to Stanford to finish his degree instead of just going straight to the NFL. So 
he's a very intelligent man. And I hope, like DeFro said, as much as we hate to see these players cut their careers short, I hope that this is a this is a, what starts as a trend for other people moving forward because we love this game. DeFro and I, you know, study this game in and out. We watch it nonstop, all off season, all season. You know, we're we're as big of football fans as you'll find. But these men are just sacrificing their body, and as the as uh, as luck just showed. It's not just the physical injuries. It's the mental toll that has on everything. You know, he can't, you know, he can't spend time with his family because he's rehabbing every week or rehabbing in the off season. It's just a cycle of injury, rehab, injury, rehab. It, it just takes a toll on you. And like DeFro said, we both were college athletes and we both dealt with injuries. Uh, ultimately, you know, we walked away from the sport that we, we spent our entire lives, you know, training for and, and focusing on because of injuries. And it, like you said, we're not at the NFL level, obviously, but the mental toll is there and, all respect to 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 luck for stepping away when he can you know it, it it does hurt you know we don't get to see one of the you know smartest highest iq football players we'll ever see in our lifetime but uh i'm glad to see him go out the way he did honestly all right so let's move on from the luck situation the fans relevance there remember don't reach for these guys wait for them to fall into your laps and you're gonna have some good fancy uh value there but uh, recently, Jerry Jones said that we have a marathon, not a sprint, and referring to the Ezekiel Elliott holdout situation, which is not promising. Uh, that sounds like it's going to go into the season. We're only eight days away. There's st- still no deal. They offered him a deal that would make him the second highest paid running back in the league behind Tom Gurley. He denied that. He's going to be. He wants to be the highest paid running back in the league, as he should. We talked about this in the last podcast. Do you? How many games do you think it's going to take Jerry Jones and the Cowboys to realize that Zeke is bigger than what they think he is? So this is a very tricky situation. Um, at any time, you kind you have to look and say, you know, how many games will it take the Cowboys to lose or just really struggle? I mean, we talked about on the last podcast how soft their schedule is the first three games. They yep. play the, the Giants, the Redskins, the Dolphins, probably the, the three worst teams in the NFL, arguably. So they can very easily start 3-0, and and then they got to play the Saints with that great defense and offense, the Packers, the Jets, who are going to be a lot better this year, the Eagles yep. with one of the best defensive lines. That's four games. So it just depends how much of a – how far ahead Jerry Jones is actually looking at that schedule and saying we need Zeke. Or what if they go 3-0 and and then Tony Pollard, who everyone should be reaching for in your drafts, maybe he Draft just, him. Yeah, he's, he is something. He's going to be something else. He really is. They actually compared him to uh, Alvin Kamara and Tariq Cohen, the way the Cowboys want to use him, which will be very interesting because that's something the Cowboys have never really had since they've had Zeke for so long. They've always had that bell cow running back. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested in see how that works. But Tony Tony Pollard is the guy to own. But, I mean, if the Cowboys start even 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, it's just going to be hard. What it, maybe, maybe it takes it to the bye week. Their bye week is week 8. You know, they get to the bye week and maybe they lay lost like four in a row. Then they're they're three and four. I, I really I really don't know what to tell you. From what I understand from Jerry Jones, though, it does not sound like he's going to be signed before the season. But he's okay with that because I think in his mind, he knows the the toll it takes on, you know, bell cow running backs. Look at Todd Gurley last year and how the Rams are going to have to change that whole situation. 
I think Jerry Jones is completely okay with having Zeke coming in middle of the season, come, you know, playoff time. If they make the playoffs, that's when they want him to be fresh. And, you know, if that's the case, you know, kudos to him for, for thinking like that. But as an Eagles fan, I hope it's not. But I can see it even being pushed to week eight at, at worst case scenario. He has to come for what week ten to get the yeah, full season counting. Week ten. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be starting the season, which is sad for me because I have so many Zeke shares because I've been tending to draft later in these in these drafts, and I just been pretty much scooping up Zeke because I thought he's going to sign. I, I kept saying he's going to sign, and he had a, he had a good deal on the table, but it just wasn't you know the highest paid running back, which he deserves to be paid because he's that good. Um. Like you said, he's gonna miss a few games. The Cowboys will go off to a hot start, then they'll hit they'll hit that buzzsaw, they'll start losing, and uh I think he'll be back. He'll be back this season. Um just if you can ride the storm. So if you're drafting Zeke, you really, really need to uh reach for that Tony Pollard. Because if you have him there, you're you're fine with resting Zeke for four, five, six weeks, if that, to get him into the lineup because he's gonna put up good points. The Cowboys are a team that rely on the run. Uh Dak Prescott needs his running back. So if you have Pollard on your team, you're just fine. So make sure you're cuffing Zeke with Pollard. All right. So, you know, most people will be drafting their teams here in the next week. Um, we only have eight days ago, but the biggest week, I assume, or not to assume, factual, it will be this weekend for drafts. And if you don't have a draft guy, you should honestly buy that. $7.99, can't beat it. Anyways. We're going to go over a few draft tips, nothing crazy here, things that you should know. If you're a rookie, if you're not you know, the best fantasy football player, here's some things that could help you win your league and uh, make yourself take your next step in being that relevant um, fantasy football player. So first off, we just alluded to this, handcuff your running backs. If you're taking Zeke in the first round, if you're taking even Saquon Barkley or or Alvin Kamara, or anything of that, you need to get their backup because if they go down, then that next person's up, and say that person's on the waiver, someone else drafts them, then you not only are you losing you know, your first-round pick, your second-round pick, your third-round pick running back that's been carrying your team, the other team now has you know that guy who plugs right in and puts up tons of fantasy points in, in, in his place. So make sure you're doing that. Honestly, it, it's simple. The Fred will agree with me. Handcuff your running backs. Yeah, and that that is, I mean, that's pretty much common sense um, for the most part. There's some, I'll give you one right now that I'm certainly not handcuffing. That's Leonard Fournette's backups. <laughs> so I think it's, I want to say it's, um, what's his name? Uh, Alfred Blue and Benny Cunningham. <laughs> like, no, I would, I would rather, no, I'm not going to waste a roster spot on any of them. He's, he's probably one of the few I would not handcuff. But obviously, you know, you have James Conner and then Jalen Samuel. Jalen Samuel might even be the best handcuff in the league. Yeah. And with, behind that Steelers offense, you know, you got Bernard for Joe Mixon. Obviously, you have uh, Rashard Penny, Chris Carson, and then Darwin Thompson for Damian Williams. But a lot of, the way the league has been is even these, quote, handcuff or backup players, they can actually be flex players in your league, especially if you're in a 12-man league or maybe even bigger. Those guys can be plugged in. You know, the obviously, the Ravens run the ball a lot. The We already see what those Chiefs can do, you know, whether it be in the run game, the pass game. And you just really – like, Chris Carson 
and Rashard Penny, if Rashard Penny ever plays the way he's supposed to play, he's, that's a different story. That They could both have, at worst, flex potential. Chris Carson I have more as a, a low-end running back one, high-end running back two. But you could you could even draft them both and start them both. And that's just the way the league has gone now. And it makes it even easier for you when you're trying to decide which players to put on your bench. Yeah, like you said, Daryl Henderson, of course, you're going to be plugging into flex. It's just it's just how the league going. There's very few bell cow running backs left anymore, and it's more of a committee. Or even if there's no committee, you have your pass catching back who lines up the slot, well, you know, two running back sets, things of that nature. So make sure you're paying attention to that and uh, handcuff your running backs. Uh, the Fro and I are both big guys on weight and quarterbacks. You can get your value later in drafts. You know, I always say the difference between the top quarterbacks and the low quarterbacks is minimal compared to the top end running backs and wide receivers to the low end running backs and wide receivers. Yeah, I can't I can't believe people are still drafting Patrick Mahomes so early. It has I've, seen like his his ADP has been dropping a bit, but it, it's just funny because he's not guys. You need to understand this. The last number, year, Mahomes is not showing up again. No, that 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 Mahomes is not showing up. It's going to be completely different. Yeah, he'll be a top five quarterback for sure, but you're not getting back the same investment you're putting in. You're putting in a second or maybe a third round investment into him. You cannot do that. You're going to be lacking. You're going to, you're going to get yourself handicapped at either the running back or the wide receiver position when you can, instead of taking Patrick Mahomes and we'll just say the third round, just to make it sound a little bit more convenient. You can take Jameis Winston in the 10th or the 11th. You can take Lamar Jackson in the 9th or the 10th round. And guess what? They could possibly even outscore him, and you're getting him eight rounds later. Yeah, uh, we're just big advocates on that. We know, we've been, we're we both on Jameis Winston train as well. We get a lot of crap for that on Twitter. If you ever see anyone talking about Jameis Winston to both of us, it's because we're big Jameis Winston guys because he puts up fantasy points. And you can get him later rounds, the drafts. I've been picking up Benton Roethlisberger in the last rounds, and he's going to be a top-ten quarterback again. He was number two or three last year, and yep. he's going he's going in the last round, so that's insane. I have a lot of Benton Roethlisberger shares right now. So there's also – I get this question a ton on Twitter. It's like, what draft strategy should I follow at pick eight? Or what draft strategy should I follow at pick 12? There's no right, in quotation marks, draft strategy – it's all about how the board falls to you. You know, you may have this plan. You're going to go wide receiver, wide receiver, the tail end. But then say like a Le'Veon Bell falls to you or a David Johnson falls to you. And then you have a running back there. So just go in knowing that you may have this strategy, but the draft board, ultimately, you can't predict how a draft's going to go. You can't predict how, you know, 8, 10, 12 people are going to think when, you know, you think you have the same set in stone. And all of a sudden, you know, you have better players on the board. So just go into your draft with an open mind, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and that's that's really what it comes down to. Like you said, people are asking, you know, what's the best what's the best position to draft from? Obviously, top three is the best position to draft from. You're you're guaranteed a running back, a cow a bell cow running back without any question marks. You know, you have David Johnson with some question marks, Le'Veon Bell with some question marks, but it's just Honestly, whatever position I get, I just make the best of it. I mock draft so I know what my strategy is going to turn out to be. For example, if I have a later pick in a 10-man or a 12-man league, I'm more likely going to grab a wide receiver first and possibly even a wide receiver second. And I'm completely okay with that because I already know that when it comes to third round, there's a nice pack of running backs there. In the fifth round, there's a nice pack of running backs there. 
It just depends on the website you're using with their rankings. You can certainly take advantage of that. And I know Yahoo, I believe Nick Chubb is going in like sixth or eighth overall. And on ESPN, he was ranked 22nd overall. That is a big difference. So it's really important you guys know your rankings and do your mocks, do your research, you know, follow us on Twitter, shoot us a DM because we could really help you guys find these, these little twerks that are going to give you a huge advantage in your league. And like we said, all this stuff's printed out for you in our draft guide, literally seven ninety nine, seventy plus pages, hundreds of hours of research put into this thing. Everything is there, you know, just, just reach out to us to get this thing because it's ultimately going to help you win your league. And then our last tip is, is simple. This is, you know, this isn't really a tip, but just trust your gut. If you're trying to debate between two guys and there's the guy you thought about first, and then you see another guy like, Oh, maybe I'll go that guy. Trust yourself. No one knows more than yourself. It's weird to say, but just, just go into the draft. Of course, have your open mind and trust yourself. I like it. Okay, so let's go on to our last topic. And this is kind of weird because we're going to talk about IDP. So if you're in IDP league, it's a little relevant to you. But Jadavion Clowney, there's no surprise about that. He's on the trading block. But what I want to talk about is one of the destinations he's you know likely to go to, he's met personally with the Miami Dolphins. Um, there is a possibility or speculation that maybe, like, say, a Kenyon Drake could re- go in return as part of the package for a Jadavion Clowney. So think about this. So you have Drake going to Houston, who obviously just lost Lamar Miller to a torn ACL. They don't have a they don't have a clear cut, you know, number one back. They have Duke Johnson, who has yet to be able to be a number one back. He's more of a you know pass catching change of pace, third down type of guy. So Kenyon Drake goes to Houston, and then the guy I'm super high on, I have so many shares on, is Calum Bellage who is there now as they're super high on him in Miami as the number one guy there. So that's where I'm going with this. I wanted to bring that up that this is something, you know, that's still on the, on the, on the table. You need to pay attention to. This is something that could drastically change the league. I would say not the league for a sense, you know, Kenyon Drake to Houston isn't changing anything or Ballage becoming a number one isn't changing anything in, in that terms. But in fantasy football, this is kind of a big deal. Yeah. There's a lot of like speculation right now between who's going to go to the Texans. I mean, Nate and I were just talking how we think it's kind of funny when people ask us to rate their their draft and then we see Jay Ajayi in there. I'm like, well, Jay Ajayi isn't even on an NFL roster. So <laughs> right now you're getting bumped down a grade on that. And I understand it. Like the casual, the average fans, which are most of our followers are, you know, the casual fans, they kind of see something and they're like, ooh, I want that. But that's kind of why we're here to – read between the lines and tell you guys nah because we've been doing this for a long time and we just know what's what's real and what's just smoke so i mean if drake hang drake gets traded to the texans that's that's fine i just updated the uh my entire fantasy guide my section just i spent about three hours updating it today and one of them was Kenyon drake and he dropped almost 30 spots in his ADP. So that's about three rounds he's dropped because of his, his foot injury and the news that uh, Ballage is going to actually do something when he's really not going to do anything. It's That's just smoke. And, you know, even if, if Drake gets traded to the Texans, that's probably even better. The offense is a lot better. They like to run the ball a lot. And Duke Johnson, you know, I think he's a great player in the situation he's in right now. He's going to be a, a, quote, bell cow. But – 
if Drake goes there, they're going to complement each other very well. It could be a lot like how Alvin Kamara was with Mark Ingram. So I think if you can snag Drake has ADP now, which was almost 30 spots lower than what it was a month ago, then I'd say all more power to you. Yeah, it's uh, definitely something we need to keep our eye on. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Drake is constantly, every single day, you know, I have so many drafts, so I draft pretty much daily, and he just continues to drop and drop. I have a few shares just because, um, so that's something to keep an eye on for sure. So before we sign off here, uh, Fro, anything you want to touch on quick? Any, any pressing issues you feel the, the fancy world needs to know? Well, I mean, on the fancy Fro, and I'm, I know everything right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, so uh, I really advise you guys to join our uh, group meet chat for sure. Like I said earlier, we have 30 people in there right now. I probably will cap it at about 50. I think that's good. But it's been really fun. It's It's been, you know, they, they keep it PG rated. It's not like there's any, you know, swear words or racial slurs or anything. We keep it pretty well on, on the on the appropriate side. But it's time for football. It is that time of year. We have been grinding for months and months to bring you guys the best content we can. I spend hours and hours. Nate spends hours and hours. There is no sign of us slowing down. So you guys need to get on the boat, get on the premium service, buy the guide, send us a DM. Heck, if you really appreciate all of our advice, send us send us some tips to our Venmo. You know, we appreciate it. We love helping you guys out, and you know, we really look forward to working with you. Yeah, it's been a fun off season. We have eight or seven more days of off season pretty much to go. So many more drafts to go. You know, the big ones, the the most important leagues pretty much will be this weekend. So those are the those are the ones we're looking forward to. The the big money's on the line, things of that nature. So I'm so excited about that. But as always, if you hit me up on my Twitter, I'm I'm more than likely gonna help you if it's if it's in reference to anything that we spell out in our draft guide or something we talk about on a podcast. I'm just gonna link you to that. Um just just because it, we've already talked about it and you guys can take your time to uh, listen to the podcast or, or you know, hit us up on our – get our draft guide, things of that nature. But, yep, football's coming upon us. One more one more of these podcasts before the season starts. I'm so excited. I can't wait to start doing the two podcasts per week because this will this podcast here drops about 10 p.m. on a Wednesday, Eastern Standard Time. And I, will, of course, will always have the Monday Night Waiver Wire uh, wishlist podcast that drops around the same time. So make sure you guys pay attention to that. That's usually just me by myself spelling out who you need to uh, target on the waiver wire. So two podcasts per week coming up here shortly. So pay attention to that. going to be a great time. Uh, quickly, Fro, again, where do the good people find you on the Instagrams? Not the Instagrams. You're not on Instagram. On Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro. And, of course, my name is Nate with you know, Fantasy. can be found on and la, 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 la. All right, here we go. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. Um, remember, premium services, both of us hit us up on Twitter to uh, get your, you know, get your leg up in your in your leagues and start winning some leagues. So we'll get us there. Uh, our draft guide seven ninety nine, twenty percent off. So make sure you guys are uh, hitting us up for that as well. Um, we just talked about that for so many times this league or this podcast. Um, yeah, so football, 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 it's here. It's coming. Can't wait. Here we go, 49ers. All right. Uh, until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.